0: Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Would you please welcome our guest moderator, Chris Hewitt. Hi, everyone. How are we all? Don't answer that individually. We'll take ages. Uh, Matthew Fonds, Kingsman, The Secret Service, was a huge hit worldwide. It grossed over $400 million globally, but it also introduced us to a brilliant young actor by the name of Taron Egerton. Before we meet said brilliant young actor, let's take a look at the trailer.
1: Do you like spy movies, Mr. DeVille? When I was a kid,
2: that was my dream job. Gentlemen spy. Nowadays, they're all a little serious for my taste. Give me a far-fetched theatrical plot any day. We are Kingsman, an international intelligence agency operating at the highest level of discretion. Well, most of the time. I want each of you to propose a candidate. Who are you? I'm the man who got you released. Felt well, sorry for the boy, did you? That is sick. Huge IQ, great performance at school. You gave up. But I see potential. We're here to test you to limit, pick a puppy. What's his name? JB. As in James Bond? Hello. Jason Bourne? Jack Bauer? Oh, I like it. If you're prepared to adapt, I'm offering you the opportunity to become a Kingsman agent. Is this it? Of course not. Richmond Valentine has been experimenting with biological weaponry. (laughs) What are you gonna do? We're gonna take out Valentine. Assemble the Kingsman.
1: Stomach for violence. I see one drop of blood, that is me done. Can to get
2: me
1: out? Sorry, love. Got to save the world. Son of a bitch. If you get blood on the carpet, you have to take the carpet. To-
0: Please welcome, Taryn Edgerton. <laughs> yeah. Hello everybody. Welcome,
1: how are you? I'm good, yeah, I'm, um, I'm quite overwhelmed actually. Yeah, I'm all right, yeah, I'm
0: good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Congratulations, because uh, Kingsman has made over $400 million worldwide.
1: I know, worldwide. amazing, isn't it? And this is your first film.
0: Uh, yes, this is my first
1: film, yes. Yeah. Um, I made this in late 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a couple of other little bits since, but this was my, my first experience, yeah.
0: In fact, uh, the first day you set foot on the set of Kingsman was the first time you'd set foot on a film set. It was indeed. Isn't that, isn't that right? It was, yeah, I remember
1: it. I was on the set with Colin, I think, and we were doing... I can't remember what scene it was, but it was, um, yeah, it was surreal and amazing. And extraordinary, and I'm a very, very lucky
0: boy. Did you get any sleep the night before?
1: No, no, not much. <laughs> whatsoever. Although Colin did actually leave me a very, very, very lovely voicemail.
0: That kind of helped. I know it was lovely. Yeah, I <laughs> just four in was the morning. There,
1: listening to it, going, oh my god. But, um, yeah.
0: So, uh, how did the role come about for you? Was it a, a long, arduous audition process? for you?
1: Um, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about five weeks. Yeah. So I, I was, I was making a television show called The Smoke at the time, mm. and um, I. Got this, uh, I got this um, uh, sort of like a breakdown through from my agent. I, I didn't get sent the script because you often don't with films of this scale because they're kind of kept under wraps and they said you can go and meet Matthew Vaughan for this role in this film and they sent me two scenes and it was the pub scene mm-hmm. and something else, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but um, I just remember reading it and thinking, I don't know, it's a really weird feeling sometimes, you read a part and you just you just, you have to do it like yeah. you know and it was such a huge monumental kind of challenge getting a role like this because there were there were lots of brilliant young actors up for it and lots of them who were far more established than I um was or am and um yeah I but I read it and I just sort of knew I had to had to do it really mm. and what started was a kind of 5 week process um where Matthew kind of made me do running around and dive rolls and tried to sort of see if I could pretend to be a spy.
0: (laughs) In the first meeting, just run around, just run around a bit. Just run around, just do (laughs) something. Now roll a bit. Uh, And the actual, um, the minute you got the roll, did he call you, did Matty call you, how did did that happen? He did, he
1: called me on a a Saturday morning, Um, I was still in bed, and he didn't, (laughs) no, it was like 11 o'clock as well, I'd been out the night before, Um, and he didn't actually say, Hi, Taryn. Uh, I'd like to offer you the part. He went, OK, so I think I might be able out to offer you this part, but here's what you've got to do, and sort of listed this kind of string of caveats. Um, and I said, Can I tell my mum? And he said, No. And I was like, When can I tell my mum? And he said, On Monday. Let me think about it. So and then Monday, a call came through, and I told my mum.
0: Can you mention any of the caveats he attached? What did he, what did he uh, get fit? Get fit. you weren't um, um, like already?
1: wasn't then, I'm not now. Um, uh, yes, get fit. Uh, he said, no, here's what he said. He said, because um, you know, I'll potentially own you for six years. <laughs> uh, uh, right, okay. Um, yes, okay, sure. Okay. Anyway, it depends how well it does. Um, uh, and all sorts of other things, you know, but yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not painting a very good picture of him. He's a lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely man. He's a lovely man.
0: Um, Everyone I know who, who, who's worked with Matthew Fond does the same impression of him.
1: Yeah, it's probably a bit unkind, actually. <laughs> he doesn't really sound like that. He's my great friend and I love him, but it's nice to take the mick a little bit, a little bit of ribbon.
0: But he does own you now, is that is that right? Yes,
1: he does own me, yeah. <laughs> he allowed me to take the handcuffs off for this talk, actually. It only happens sort of two or three times a year.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the role itself, because uh, Eggsy is, of course, a, a kid for me. Everyone here has seen it, by the way, just to, just to make sure I'm we're not, we're not going to give away any spoilers or anything. Yeah, the, that would have right. been okay. ridiculous, would you Can
1: you imagine? Because like, I uh, haven't done anything else, so I don't know why else you've yeah. been. <laughs>
0: like, you've seen it, right? <laughs> okay, just top What's of the it called? It's called Kingsman. Oh, yes, Kingsman, I caught it on yeah. the plane, yeah. The Kingsman, yeah. I believe. Um, so the the role itself, Eggsy's from the wrong side of the tracks. He is. You do not seem to be from the wrong side of the tracks. No, you get,
1: no, you I'm, I'm kind of, I have lived a very sort of uh, cushy kind of you know Welsh idyllic countryside <laughs> upbringing. Um, I'm but I'm not from an affluent background, but I've never wanted for anything. You know I have a great family, really secure. And Eggsy's, um, you know had a had a tough uh, a tough time of it. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. So how did you get into the character?
1: How did I get into the character? Um, well, I tried to learn that nightmare of an accent, <laughs> and I listened to a lot of uh, Plan B just to uh, try and get that sort yeah, of. Yeah. Uh, you know, urban London sound. Um, yeah. I'd love to say there was more to my... I'd be rubbish on Inside the Actors Studio, <laughs> wouldn't I? Um, Just listen to some Plan B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to a bit of Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> right, will it? Um, yeah, that was about it, really. And Obviously, you know, you kind of spend a lot of time really reading it. And Jane <clears throat> and Matthew, you know, brilliant, brilliant writers. And he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a brilliant character, you know, a very three-dimensional, fully realised young man, I think. And... Just spent a lot of time really reading it and sort of trying to get under the skin of him. Really, mm.
0: did you have to go through uh, sort of lessons? And because uh, obviously, at some point, again, not to spoil it too much, but Eggsy becomes a gentleman spy and has a not, lethal crime-fighting machine. <laughs> he doesn't have all the rough edges sanded off, but he does no. know how to you know, comport himself and, yeah. and wears the suit. Did you have to learn all this stuff as well?
1: No, I mean, in terms of the, you know, I, I never really felt like I was sort of playing a different sort of part at the end of it in that you know Sam Jackson's party scene it just felt like to be honest it just felt like I was doing a slightly camper version of Colin <laughs> <laughs> you know so I've got the suit the suit kind of makes you sound straight I'll do Colin I just thought sort of camp him up a little bit you know? <laughs> um, yeah that was my that was my thinking again I'm not gonna be asked to go on inside the studio <laughs> am I? Um, but uh, yeah I think th- there's something about the suit this you know the lovely thing about his kind of my fair lady Journey through yeah. it is those clothes do all the work for you, really. You know, so at the start you're in the jeans and the Air Force Ones and a bomber jacket, and mm. it kind of um, it conditions the way you move. You move in a very relaxed sort of street kind of way, and then when you put the suit on,
0: mm.
1: all of a sudden you stand tall and you know you kind of adopt a persona. And
0: yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of calling me, I won't be a, writing
1: any books about <laughs> acting anytime soon.
0: Oh. Um, speaking of, uh, Colin, we actually have a clip now. Uh, okay. Just talking backstage there, this is your favourite scene. I the love this movie. scene. I love this scene because it was like, it was, it was one of Colin's last days, just before I started
1: filming the... Um, all that running around the tunnels thing, which <laughs> very nearly killed me, actually doing all that. You will not believe how long that took to film. Um, and it was one of Colin's last days, and uh, I kind of... I'd been working with Matthew for a long time, and, like, I felt, you know, uh, to begin with, you know, he, he'd sort of kind of been quite hands-on with me. And it was at that stage in the shoot where I felt very much like I could kind of take a bit of licence with things. There's a couple of lines of my own in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that was just a lovely day. It just felt really creative. Colin and I were having a laugh. It was just lovely. I just love yeah. the scene.
0: Well, let's take a look. It's the, uh, it's the scene in the, uh, the weapons scene. The weapons scene. Let's take a look. Thank you.
1: Oh, yes. Very, very
2: nice. You're going to need a pair of shoes to go with your suit. An Oxford is any formal shoe with open lacing. This additional decorative piece is called broguing. Oxford's not brogues. Words to live by, Ex-y. Words to live by. Try a pair. Your weapon scores are excellent, by the way. These you're familiar with, and this is our standard issue pistol. It's quite unique, as you'll see, it also fires a shotgun cartridge for use in messy, close-range situations. How do they feel? Yeah, good. Now do your very best impersonation of a German aristocrat's formal greeting. No, Eggsy. (laughs) That is sick.
0: There we go. (laughs) So was, uh, was that an ad-lib from you, Lee, the nod to Mr. Hitler? <laughs> uh,
1: that is sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the... Um, the oh, yeah. no,
1: that was Matthew. I remember yes. as well. When he came up to me, he said, right, okay, this is... Because in the thing, in the script, the thing, obviously, you know, the script. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the wordy thing. The wordy thing with the binding. Um, it didn't actually say it was a Nazi salute. Um... So he came up to me, and said, I want you to do this thing, and I was just like, oh my god, I was envisaging, you know, my first film just alienating one huge <laughs> section of Europe, like, right? you know? And, um, yeah, but uh, uh,
0: people, people laugh and that was great. Um, yeah, fantastic. So um, Oxford's not brogues.
1: Oxford's not brogues. Uh,
0: I asked Matthew Fawn about this, and I said, why Oxford's not brogues? And his reply was, if you don't understand, then you're not a Kingsman. So I'm not a Kingsman, quite clearly, so I'm gonna put you in the spot. <laughs> what does Oxford's not brogues mean? You well, just mouthed the S words. So maybe. You- Chris, yeah. I mean, it, the th- the you're th- winging it, aren't you? The now? thing, no. <laughs> you're just making this up. The thing you've got to
1: understand is I actually don't know. <laughs> I think, what, it's something to do with, it's something, it's something he did tell me, but I switched off. <laughs> it's something to do with like um, the, bro- the broguing was a, an. A, at, is, was at, was at, was no wait. It's good was winging, it's that, w- fine, that's fine. The broguing was added uh-huh. as like a rain, it was like a rain guard or something, but it was from a place, it came from a place that's not Oxford, so maybe something to do with the academic snobbery. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is going out all that's over good. the world.
0: <laughs> I'm buying it, um, I'm buying it. That's my story and I'm if sticking to it. If that's not what it really means, then that's what it's gonna be on the internet from now on, mm-hmm. so that's all fine. We're yeah. um, working with Colin. So he left you a voicemail the night before you yeah, worked together yeah, for the first yeah. time, but presumably you'd met before, then you had done rehearsals.
1: Yes, we'd we'd, we'd met a bit. We'd met a bit. I, rem- I, I met him the first time I met him was with Mark Strong as well. We had a read through some of the scenes, and he was just immediately very good to me. I'm I'm reluctant to gush about Colin because people continually <laughs> make these videos suggesting a relationship <laughs> other than that of two very good friends and work colleagues. Um, but. You didn't make it, did you? Uh, I was not aware of this. Is this. this... There's one, there's a really weird one of like a monologue I did at drama school underscoring images of me. It's never Colin looking longingly at me, (laughs) it's always me looking longingly at Colin. It's just a.
0: Anyway. um, So so, uh, tell me about the first time you met Colin and gazed dreamily into his eyes. Um, First time I met Colin.
1: (laughs) First time I met. (laughs) (laughs) First time Colin, he was just. But you know, I think he. My, my sort of my my. Pre- pre- <laughs> my preconception of him was that he was, you know, he plays lots of quite held men, quite sort of often quite um, emotionally inarticulate parts. Sometimes, you yeah. know, with King's Speech and a Single Man, quite so often quite you know some of his, kind of um, signature roles are quite repressed, and I, I expected him to be very very reserved and. The truth is, he's a, he's a real talker, he's a really chatty type, you know, and he was just, you know, very, very, very welcoming and very friendly. And I was obviously nervous because I'd never made a film before and made sure that um, I had his mobile telephone number. Yes, that's <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and, um, and just, you know, and just uh, sort of looked after me, really, you yeah. know, looked after me throughout the whole shoot. It was, it was a difficult time for me. For personal reasons at that time as well you know and it was just work, work was very demanding and it was he was just a really good mate he was a good mate and he's a obviously we all know how good he is at the old um the old acting but he's a, he's
0: just a really good good guy it's like chemistry because there's, there's such chemistry between gary uh between egzy rather and, uh, and harry so you didn't really great. have to work at that i guess
1: well we just sort of found out we just kind of got to the stage where we were. Do you know when you get to the stage where you're taking the mick out of each other very quickly, it's always a really good sign, you know, because there's nothing, it's not precious between you. And we would, we'd have a laugh with each other. And I think that was kind of, you know, it's important in that dynamic, that sort of slightly odd couple thing between Harry and Eggsy. Um, So, yeah, yeah. yeah, And, you know, I I wouldn't have had the bravery to try and forge that relationship with him. So that's, if anyone's responsible for the chemistry, it's it's Colin. He was very generous of him. That'll be on YouTube now. With.
0: uh, (laughs) So have you have you seen these fan videos then? Have you seen there's a fan art as well? I've I've watched them. Yeah. I've watched them.
1: They're interesting. They're not as disturbing as some of the drawings I've seen (laughs) on Twitter.
0: Shall we move on? What's it called? Is shipping? What is the? What does that even mean? Shipping. Yeah, You may have opened a can of worms here, Oh really? Honest. Is yeah. that a bad term? I don't know. Is it? No. Oh is it? Fine. Oh god! Okay, oh god! Good.
1: Pa- Your face made me panic. Then I thought I, fa- <laughs> I thought I'd said something really rude. Presumably it's an
0: abbreviation of worshiping. I now I think it, it means doing?
1: relationship. Relationshiping. But shipping is in travelling together. Maybe I don't
0: know shipping like. Well, no? we've all learned a little bit about bonnet. ourselves today, which is good You come good. and do the talk <laughs> <there>? <laughs> uh, Should we have another clip? Cool, yeah. I'll set this one up. This has puppies in it. Uh,
2: Please enjoy. As some of you will have learned last night, teamwork is paramount here at Kingsman. We're here to enhance your skills, test you to limit. Which is why you're gonna pick a puppy. Wherever you go, your dog goes. You will care for it, you will teach it. And by the time it's fully trained, so will you be. Those of you who are still here, that is. Do you understand? Choose your puppy. A poodle.
1: What? They're gun dogs. Oldest working breed. Easy to train. A pug. It's a bulldog, is it? It'll get bigger, though, won't it?
0: Shhh. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Nicely cut off before the swear word. Uh, yes, it's, very smooth at Very smooth. Uh, it's smooth. Um, the swear word is included in the finished film, of course. Um, so the, the the puppy, JB. Yes. You got to work with several dogs, I uh, Yes,
1: there was a cut no, the, the adult dog, George, um, <laughs> was what <laughs> was one dog. What I associate mostly with George was I it was the smell of hot dogs. Because <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know. um, but like w- the way we used to get him to do what we wanted him to do was that he would you, you, these dog handlers would sort of come over to you and thrust sort of fifteen lumps of sausage into your hand. And I just remember, I'm like what? you know, you put it in your pocket, it's all slimy, so, and it's like I don't know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good. Um, but um, yeah, and then there were two, there were two little, uh, two little pugs, and I was very, very fond of the little pugs. They were lovely, really sweet. Mm. George's George's hard work.
0: <laughs> Have you tried that since with other actors? The lumps of meat up the sleeve? or I know, did try
1: it with Colin, actually, at one point. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, let's take some questions now from uh, you guys. We've got some roving microphones going around. There's, there's a couple of hands raised right here, instantly in the middle. Hi. Hello. Uh,
2: so firstly, it seems there is
1: a sequel. I was wondering um, where you'd want Eggsy's story to go. And on behalf of quite a few people on the internet who can't be here, I've been requested to ask if you can sing something for us. Do you know what? I am not going to. (coughs) Because uh, someone asked me to do this at a talk once ages ago, and I did it, and I immediately regretted it. (laughs) However, it is something that I am very, very keen to do I'm not that good, like I'm all right. I mean, it's something I'm very, very keen to do in my career before The Too Distant Future, so it won't be too long, I'm sure, before you hear me doing it. Anyway, there was another more pertinent part to your question, (laughs) what was it? Uh, Sequel. Sequel, yes. um, Yes, I'm as aware of the uh, rumors as everyone else is, and Matthew hasn't actually, has he said anything to you? He hasn't said anything to me about it being certain. I know there is the will there, and obviously it's done very well, what would I want to see happen to Eggsy? What would I want to see happen to Eggsy? I don't know. I don't know what I'd want to see happen to Eggsy. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, I suppose, you know, with any sequel, you have to kind of expand, you know, and, and it's already a sort of relatively international story with America and stuff, you know, going over to the, the hate church and that, and, you know, Sam uh, Valentine's pad. But I guess it would be nice maybe to see the story take a more... International turn, you know? Maybe see Eggsy foil some villains in, I don't know, I don't know where. I'm trying to think of a country where I'm not going to offend someone, but you know, Wales, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, have him in Wales. <laughs> I would like to see Kingsman 2 <laughs> set in Wales so I don't have to move very far.
0: So you just worked with Matthew, obviously, on. Uh... Shocker. You all right? It's okay. it's my Easy. word. Easy, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, I just went back in the chair. I think yes. Sorry, thanks. You've Grant. just worked with Matthew on uh, Eddie the Eagle, so you yes. were badgering him all the way through that, going, "What's happening next? What's happening next?"
1: Yes, yeah, I do ask him regularly, "What's happening next?" Um, and he doesn't tell me is the <laughs> honest answer. Um, no, I know, I, I know, you know, there's 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 things happening somewhere.
0: Oh, very cryptic, very cryptic. There
1: are things happening somewhere, um, but no one has asked me to do it officially yet. So. You could be watching a movie about JB. I
0: don't know. <laughs> There's a lady right behind you, you Just pass the microphone back. Thank you. Hello, sweetheart. Um, Hello, sweetheart.
1: <laughs> 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 who would wow. I like to come rescue me? <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it, team. David is my hero. <laughs> he is, yeah. I'm going to keep it platonic on this one, I think. Yeah. It'd be amazing. There is, there, yeah. There, yeah, let's go. That's, um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to
0: it. <laughs> Fantastic. I've come to rescue you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you There's a lady here in the front row. Thank you, with the glasses. Taryn, first of
1: all,
2: congratulations to your Empire Award. And uh, my question actually concerns the comic. Have you actually read it before you did the movie, or did you read it afterwards?
1: So basically, I hadn't read it before. I hadn't read any of Mark's comics before. Um, but uh, I, oh, I've just alienated approximately 57% of <laughs> you. Um, I read it while I was auditioning, yeah. Um, I think and Colin, Colin had read it by that stage. Um, Yeah, sorry about it when I was auditioning. I was actually wondering, because in the comic, he's not actually called Exy at all. He's always Gary. He's called Gary. And he's quite the jerk. So whose decision was it actually to make him in the movie really lovable? I think Exy is actually one of the most lovable characters. I I really, really tried. What can I say? Um, uh, The Exy thing, if my memory serves me correctly, Exy is the name <clears throat> of is the nickname of one of Mark Millar's uh, best friends, um, and Matthew heard it and just loved it. Basically, there's lots of little people being called friends, things in the movie. You know, little cryptic. They're all Matthew's mates, basically. You know, um, so yes, I think that was just Matthew. Just felt that it was it, it was something that would stick in the memory. I guess you know he's got a Matthew's. He's a really he's clever, you know. Gary is quite forgettable, I think, you know, whereas Eggsy kind of is quite unusual.
0: Uh, there are two people at the sides with their arms are up for so long, I'm getting worried about their health. So there's a gentleman over here. On, thank you. He's already you. got the microphone. Um, as another young great British actor playing a spy and mentioning JB, would you take on Bond? Ooh.
1: Um, I think, I don't know. I, th- I, I feel like I'm a bit I don't know. I'm a, bit, I'm, a, I'm a bit boyish for Bond, aren't I? He's kind of like, he's all man. Like, you know, he's like Daniel Craig and big, muscly, rugged. I don't, I think <laughs> <laughs> I suspect I'm probably not the best, best man for the job. Obviously, it's every little boy's dream. But also, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. What am I gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I'll play Bond, bring it on, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I... Oh, now you've said it. Oh, <laughs> it's out there now. 10 years time, maybe? Maybe, so, maybe 10 years yeah. time.
1: When the beard fills
0: in. Exibond Bond team up. I can see it happening. Exe Bond, you know that yeah, that would work. I'd outdo him. Right over here on the right hand.
1: Hi, thank you. Um, Two-part question. Uh, oh, that's uh, cheeky. Okay. Uh, you also worked with the, the legendary Michael Caine. What was it like working with him, and did you learn anything from him? He's amazing. He's, he's, a, he's, an, he's an amazing man. He, um, First thing you need to say about Michael Caine is he's got massive hands. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> Huge, enormous hands. I've, I've got, like, sort of... I, I borrowed my hands from a 12-year-old girl, and he's just got these, like, big, bin-lid hands. I mean, you know, I always think... It's, a, it's always just like your question when you're asked uh, what you what you learn from other actors, because I think it's so about, you know... It's, it, you express yourself through other characters, so, you know, you can't learn to... You can't learn to do the You can't. Well, you can learn to do the Michael Caine impression, but you know you, you can't. You, you can't really learn how to act like someone else because you can only really express yourself. That being said, I think there's a lot to be said for how someone like Michael Caine conducts himself on set. He's a really, really, really uh, generous, warm-spirited man who um, he kind of has everyone in the palm of his hand. So you know, and every, he's obviously such a piece of cinema history that everyone on set. Is kind of tuned into him and listening to him, and he has these great stories, and he's very funny. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, if you figure out how to learn what Michael Kane does, then please, <laughs> please, please do let me know. It's a recipe for longevity, isn't
0: it? It's amazing. He's, he's in his 80s, and he's still doing it. He still seems to have the appetite. In his, his 80s, and, you know, and they yeah. s- you
1: think like, you know, they, they, they say that you grow more frail and you get smaller and you get old. I mean, he must have been eight foot three about 30 <laughs> years ago. He's <laughs> enormous.
0: Um, um, you mentioned it it there there, you learned to do the Michael Caine impression. Did you learn to do the Michael Caine impression? And would you? No, I didn't learn to do it. Matthew came up to me on set
1: one day and said, okay, so I've had this idea. Um, you're going to do a Michael Caine impression in the credits. And I went, <laughs> Matthew, you're going to kill my career before it's even started. Uh, thankfully, it didn't make the cut. And I'm assured that the, the, the footage has been destroyed. Um, <laughs> There is no way I'm doing a Michael Caine impression now, <laughs> just no way,
0: no way. All right, we'll let we'll you off. Uh, there's a lady right at the very back. Hello,
1: um, it's not actually a question about the film. I was wondering if you were interested... That's okay, I do
0: lots of other things as well.
1: <laughs> I was wondering actually if you were interested in doing more theatre. Yes, I am des- desperate to, desperate to. It's been um, it's been over to... <laughs> um, yeah... Uh, Yes, I'm desperate too. It's been over two years since I've been on stage now. And um it is, you know, I know I all actors say this, but it really is my that is my my first love. That's what I got into it for. That's what I tr- that's how I trained, you know. Um uh yeah, and I'm just kind of um hoping someone will bring that opportunity along, really. I'd like to do something like to go I've not done Shakespeare since I was at drama school, and it would scare the hell out of me to do it now, and that that's that's kind of good. That's what I want, really. I think that they're, they're, they're the exciting things as an actor to go and do stuff that is um, frightening and challenging and makes you feel out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So that was a really long and boring way of saying yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, since Kingsman, you've done a couple of other movies. Legend,
2: uh, yes, Legend, with yes, Tom Legend Hardy. which
1: comes out later this year. Which yeah. I am. Um, I mean, Blinking You Miss Me, guys. I'm not a big part in it, you know. But um, I, I play a sort of it's a sort of sidekick uh, to Ron Craig. You well, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yes, um, yes. So I'm in that, and I've just finished filming. Uh, I've just finished filming Eddie the Eel um, with Hugh Jackman, um, uh, and um, that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs>
0: That's gonna be fun. Yeah, it, it, um, yeah, that was great fun. We got part. time for two last questions. There's a wow, okay. Oh, uh, do you want to choose or no, There's a lady here with glasses, right in the back row. If you can just pass a the microphone forward. Um, what
1: do you know now that you wish you'd have known when you first started getting into acting? Um, oh, I don't know. I think you learn things at the, you know, you you learn things when you learn them, you know, and that's what that's what life is. And I've been so, I'm telling you all what life is now, guys. Twenty-five-year-old <laughs> man from Wales. I'm gonna tell you all what life is. Um, I, I you know, I think um, I, I'm I'm quite am I'm satisfied. I'm, you know, I you know I I'm a very different person to the person I was when I was 16 and I cringe when I think of the person I was when I was 16, but that's, that's, that's how you change and how you adapt and how you become a more rounded, hopefully more mature person. So I'm kind of satisfied with, with the, the rate at which I've learned things and the rate at which I've grown up and the rate at which I will continue to grow up. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really. I guess, I guess, you know, everyone has that thing. when they, like. When I first started acting, I think I was probably it was a, it was the kind of class clown in me, the, the sort of the showman in me, the probably the attention seeker in me a little bit. And actually, the the type of acting I really love now is 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 not that. You know, I think there's always an element of, you know, depending on the type of film or project you're working on, doing something with panache and relish and kind of zeal, you know. But um, I I I guess maybe I'd have been a bit less showy. But I, but you know, that was, I mean, I don't know really. I, I learned that when I learned it. I'm only 25. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh,
0: there's a young guy here in a baseball cap just against a pillar. Yes. There you go. Thank you.
1: What was it like to watch your own movie? Okay. Good question. Um, so uh, the first time I watched it, um, it was totally overwhelming. I mean, you know, I say this now outside of my own involvement with it. I say this because it's, you know... It's, this is Matthew. I, I do think it's an awesome film. I, I, I'm really proud of it, and I think Matthew is amazing. Um, but the first time I watched it, it was so much to process that I came out and I, I, I sort of couldn't speak. Really, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. You know, I, Matthew didn't let me watch rushes really either the first time I did it. You know, so he wouldn't let me go and watch on monitors. Um, uh, and, and I came out and I called him and I. I I don't think I spoke... I don't speak in coherent sentences anyway, as you you are beginning to learn, Um, but I certainly didn't then. Um, And it was kind of overwhelming and and difficult to process. The second time I watched it, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. And also the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it more as a film. The first time I was watching it from quite a... probably quite a vain point of view, scrutinising everything I was doing, and then the more times I've watched it, I've been able to enjoy it in its entirety and all the fantastic elements of the film that are absolutely nothing to do with me or my performance... Um,
0: yeah. There was a full stop there. It was a full stop there, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you planning to have a viewing party when it comes out on, on Monday? A viewing party? Yeah. Um, I, I, now, I say I love Kingsman.
1: <laughs> I, I don't love it enough to watch it more than 10 times in a few weeks. <laughs> I, I, have, I have seen that film a lot. Um, I will be happy to. I'll probably, you know, if we do another one, I'll watch it just before we do another one.
0: OK, OK, there we go. Uh, I'm afraid that's all the time we have, guys. Uh, sorry for, if you didn't get your question asked. But uh, thank you so much for coming. The, uh, the movie's out on DVD and Blu-ray on Monday. Thank you for coming. Thanks for your questions. Thanks, of course, Tyrone Edge. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.